Okay, let's go. So, welcome to episode three. Yes. On the Princess Diaries. Woo! I've been so excited for this one because it's mm. just one of my favorite films of all time. I used to yeah. get this out of Blockbuster like every week on video when I was about eight years old. What was the crap Melvin version of Blockbuster? Oh, was that one? Is it the one that's now Bargain Booze? Yeah, <laughs> Bargain Booze and Barnard's Green. That'd be a great reference for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever went to it once I moved to Malvern, though. I remember going when I was like really young in um, when I lived in London, but. Yeah. Oh, Blockbuster was the one. We didn't have brands in Melbourne. <laughs> I remember getting PlayStation games and like videos every week, and it was just the highlight of my life. Yes, and they had like butter kissed popcorn. <laughs> I really don't know why my mum didn't just buy me the video of the Princess Diaries because I used to rent it like every week. It's probably not every really Friday. Economical. For two years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just buy it. <laughs> Going to the video store, though, was such a vibe. Like, oh, yeah. I think I said this to you recently. I was like, I miss going to the video store, which makes no sense because, like, we can pick whatever we want now. <laughs> but it was different. Like, it was a treat. Yeah, and I think it made it more special, like, the film that you picked. Because yeah. like, you'd, you'd have to have it for the week and then you'd watch it as many times as you could during that week exactly. to get the most out of it. So I think that's <laughs> why I ended up watching this film, like, 500 billion times. Yeah, it's the same thing now. If something is on on TV, it's just different to finding it on Netflix because like, oh, it's on. Like, I need to watch it now. <laughs> it's live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It does have that special something. It's like the, um, what's that thing? Like when you have too much choice and then you just can't choose. Oh, like when you're paralyzed by choice. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. We're just too spoiled now. It's, a, it's an issue. We really are, you know. Let's go back to... Let's go back to DVD stores. Did you know that you can, there's one remaining Blockbuster store in somewhere in America and you can pay oh, to yeah. rent it on Airbnb and you can stay the night there and just it's like incredible. What? Oh my God. I didn't know it was like a, you could sleep in it. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think it's probably really expensive, but yeah, they've decked it out. So it's got like all the original like signage and stuff. But then you can also, they've also put beds in. So you can have a sleep over there. <laughs> I've seen a few of them recently. Like there's a Fresh Prince one um, and there's a Harry Potter one in England. But like, it's quite average. Like I looked at the <laughs> Airbnb and it's not like it, it's kind of crap to be honest. It's pretty disappointing. They just have like Harry yeah. Potter merch in the house. It's not like <laughs> anything like, I was like, this needs to be Hogwarts. This needs to be like a full castle for it to really feel like yeah, Harry Potter. Not feeling it's it. Pretty, it's pretty shit. So, anyway, moving on <laughs> the filming question. Um, yeah, I think we should start off talking about the setting and Mia's house, which I think is amazing. Like another um, millionaire. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to go on about this too much, but. There is a big difference between the movie and the books because in the books, I'm pretty sure it's set in New York. Yeah, it is. And um, she's meant to live in like Greenwich Village, which is like the arty sort of hipstery area because her mum's obviously an artist. That makes sense. So, I mean, I'll get onto this, but I mean, I'm a big fan of the tra- the move to San Francisco for the, for the movie because I think San Francisco is one of the things that makes the movie so amazing. Yeah, it's a cool location. I'm always happy when movies are in San Francisco. Yeah, and it makes so much sense for like for the movie. I think like it gives it brings a lot of the comedy to it. Like yeah. her having to drive up all the hills in her Mustang and stuff. Uh, hills are always great comedy. <laughs> yeah, 
but yeah i mean the the flat or i mean it's probably a house really it's a converted um, fire station isn't it that they live in it's so cool it's like the dream and her mum is so cool she yeah and she has the the fireman's pole <laughs> she can slide down it's insane she's got like her actual bedroom and then a spiral staircase up to what do they call it it's like, like a little loft or something or like a yeah. Attic when, thing. when she goes off to sulk and her mum's like oh she's in she's in the, <laughs> the turret or she's in the castle or something <laughs> <The turret. laughs> I don't know what she calls it but yeah I it's love insane. it so much yeah I mean I just think San Francisco looks amazing like I mean yeah. this is gonna make me sound like the most spoiled person in the world but anyway um <laughs> <laughs> so like when I went to New Zealand I had like a layover in San Francisco for like two hours and when we flew in we could see oh over the bay and everything it just looked amazing and then I was literally in the airport for like two hours and I couldn't leave and then I had to fly out again and I'm really sad because I just really really want to go there like I will go there and probably (laughs) visit it one day because it looks amazing okay the only time I've ever had a big layover it was in Guangzhou in China I've probably said it really wrong but like it was so stressful it was like a 20 hour layover it was huge so we got given like the airline paid for our hotel or whatever um, but then we were in the in this place, like in the middle of nowhere, and our cards didn't work, um, and we just couldn't eat. <laughs> so, oh, what? It's so awful. We're like, oh, it sounds so cool having this like layover in some in China, and like we get a hotel, and then we were just starving. We didn't eat for nearly a day. <laughs> was this going to Aussie? Yeah, this is like oh. when I first went to Australia. Wow, because we got the cheapest flight possible, obviously. Yeah, and then like luckily there was a, like a buffet breakfast the next morning so after going like 15 hours without food I mean obviously like we could have just slept but like it's like a weird time scale <laughs> but like and then I ate so much food I've never felt so ill so it's oh god really of the stressful <laughs> yeah, in my mind weird things to you but anyway I mean the split second view I got of San Francisco coming down the plane looked incredible and like yeah, yeah. it's just such a cool it looks like such a cool city and I yeah I really approve of them saying the film there because I just think it gives this really, really cool vibe to the whole thing which yeah. I don't know if it would have had if it was in New York mm. but I think I don't know some of the some things don't translate quite as well like <laughs> I mean the fact that the queen and like the prime minister of Genovia just go and spend like a month yeah, they just, like, have a house in San Francisco. Like, why do they have a house yeah. there? There's, like, the consulate building. I'm like, really, would there be a consulate in San Francisco? <laughs> like, probably not. And, like, all the people from Europe, like, come over for <laughs> dinner. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Stuff like that doesn't kind of add up, but, you know. It's yeah. Okay. The two, like, huge differences from the books were, in the books, Mia's dad's not even dead. I know. He's, like, present in them. He's, like, he p- appears in the books quite a lot. Yeah, and the grandma's like really horrible in the books. They're like not really don't have a good relationship. <laughs> and the grandma in the books is like really scary, and uh, yeah. she's like very much not like Julie Andrews. I mean, not hating right. on Julie. I think she's amazing. She's but great. The, yeah, the grandma in the book. I really remember reading in the books that she has um tattooed eyeliner. <laughs> on her eyelids because she didn't want to have to put it on every day so she got it tattooed on and that always made her sound terrifying yeah she was supposed to be like way more stuck up and like really horrible but she was like really funny in the books because she's just like this super like 
kind of bitchy like stuck up character and like it's kind of a funnier character to watch yeah she was definitely a more interesting character and also I think um I don't think she was the queen was she in the books I think she was like the dowager like duchess or something like that not not the actual (laughs) queen but I'm not sure well I guess the dad was still the king so yeah exactly so, I mean, I do love, yeah, I love the grandma even in the films, but it's very Yeah, different. it's still good. It's just like two different kind of things. Okay, what are the other differences with the film and the books? I think this is a good way to start. I'm assuming you read them then. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, obsessed. Yeah. I like way Same. before, well, no, I probably saw the film first, actually, because the books are a little bit more grown up, aren't they? And the film came out maybe when, we were, when I was like seven so yeah. I wouldn't have seen it <laughs> so probably yeah. yeah I think I would have read the books after seeing the film actually but um, mm-hmm. no I was obsessed with the books I absolutely loved them I was trying to remember though I can't really remember if they actually have a move to Genovia and like she becomes because I, I just remember them all being in New York like I can't remember them actually leaving and her becoming queen or no whatever. I don't think she does because I think because it's obviously a lot more in depth in the books like it is yeah. follows a much longer time period so I think and her dad's not dead so yeah exactly <laughs> but oh I mean one big difference for me is Michael because I just oh, yeah. find Michael in the film like really disappointing like sorry Michael <laughs> but he's just not hot like he's literally just like Noel Gallagher <laughs> yeah like uh, what we were saying about Zac Efron's hair before in High School Musical mm. and I think he's got that flicky ends like long hair thing yeah it's not really you know the time but then at the end when he pushes it back it's even worse so I was like oh god (laughs) she also has I think in the books she and Michael don't work out in the long run and she actually gets another boyfriend later yeah I couldn't remember that yeah I can't remember specifically but (laughs) they stay together longer I feel like she goes to college in the books yeah and he goes to college first because he's like a couple years older and then yeah you know what else I really remember about Michael in the books is that he's like really into Netflix (laughs) but this was like from the 90s so Netflix was like a really niche thing at the time and she was like oh Michael like knows how to watch these movies on Netflix (laughs) Netflix existed then yeah this was like 90s like 97 or something yeah but it was like a really niche thing it was kind of like reddit or something is now like oh. <laughs> not many people were using two it. movies on there yeah <laughs> but yeah that's something that always stuck in my mind the other thing that always stuck in my mind about michael in the books is that she always says that his neck smells really good oh my god yeah <laughs> Do you remember this and like i think that just made him sound like way more appealing and then mm. in the films i'm just like ah, nah. and because he's older than her as well like he sounded like a proper high they're more then... sophisticated yeah I would say like yeah I feel like the fact that it was set in New York with Michael and Lily obviously they're called like Moscovitz I kind yeah. of always got the sense they were meant to be from this like New York Jewish family kind of thing and then yeah yeah made more sense in New York yeah a little bit but you know I don't hate them in the film I think they're fine but they're just I think the film would be fine without them also <laughs> without Lily I mean no okay I do like Lily she's just like way bigger of a character in the books I think and like all three of them hanging out together yeah I would say so it's huge yeah whereas it's not really in the movie I remember something really specific from the book as well about something to do with like an eggplant (laughs) pot plant falling from their house onto the road oh this is like literally just come (laughs) back to me now (laughs) amazing I mean final difference I'm gonna say is that fat Louie is ginger yeah I actually could picture that on the covers of the books. Yeah. 
I mean, I do love Fat Louie in the film. He's really cute, but yeah. yeah. I actually have a fun fact about Fat Louie. Oh, hit me. The actor. <laughs> <laughs> so there are four Fat Louies in the movie. Oh, we should just clarify in case anyone doesn't remember Fat Louie as the cat. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not just naming someone. That. Um, but first of all, he's not really fat, but whatever. No, not really. But yeah, so there's four... There was one that was good at sitting, one that was good at jumping, one that could be held, and then the fourth one is the one that sat on the letter. So I don't know how that's different to the one that's good at sitting, but it's the fourth no one. No way! Yeah. How did they pull off that sleight of hand? Like, <laughs> I guess they're just like your run-of-the-mill cat. <laughs> so like, they all look the same. I literally never noticed the difference. Yeah, and one of them is Anne Hathaway's cat. That what? I don't... No way! Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is some great trivia. Fun facts, I know. Can I clarify? You know, when she has her scooter? Yes. Is it an electric scooter? Because it kind of looks like it. Hills. But then I'm like, did they even have electric scooters back then? Probably not. Back then in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were a thing, though, were they? They didn't they're even have recent... cars. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of a recent development. So I'm like, I mean, maybe they're just like, they're very fashionable right now. Like they're all over London. Yeah, they can wear a thing then, but just less people have them. I mean, them. San Francisco is the tech capital of the the US. So <laughs> maybe they like well, near Silicon Valley. Maybe they had mm-hmm. all that stuff like way before everyone. Oh yeah, Michael's <laughs> probably in a startup. Like. <laughs> yeah, he definitely would be now. He'd be like a CEO of a small tech startup. Definitely. Do you know what I noticed during the credits that Whitney Houston was a producer? Yeah, like, I actually what? read that earlier. No way. I did not know this. I heard about it. She was also like co-producer on um, that Cinderella remake that she was in. Um, and Brandy played Cinderella. Do you remember that one? No, I don't remember that. I think she was co-producer. I could be getting this really wrong. Wow. But yeah, she's produced a few movies. It's like... I mean, this film star-studded. Like you've got Sandra Oh as the um, the principal, who's amazing. Yes, I totally forgot she was in it, yeah. Principal Gupta is amazing. Is that her name, Principal Gupta? Yeah, also, I mean, that's something weird because I think in the books she's maybe meant to be Indian because I think Gupta is an Indian name. But then Sandra Oh is like Korean, so I don't know. What else? I'm so glad she's in it though. Yeah, I love it when she answers the phone and she's like, Gupta. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The queen is coming for tea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when she serves her the tea in the um in her office and she's like she's like sorry i didn't have finer china yeah <laughs> then she just like throws a shit coffee at me as mom like Ugh. oh yeah you here <laughs> yeah <laughs> couldn't give less of a shit oh and then she's like trying to mirror all of her like what the queen looks like like she's next to her doing all the same like, hand <laughs> movements that the queen's doing she's so obsessed she's so funny i love her she's such a babe she also when they're playing baseball she's like the ball comes towards the cheerleaders and she's like god girls it's a ball not a snake <laughs> <laughs> amazing what a character it's the minor characters that make this movie i think mm-hmm. so, like stella it really is absolutely stella yeah 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 
I think she looks great before the makeover. Like, obviously, she looks really pretty afterwards as well. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it kind of makes me sad that she had to go through that whole makeover and, like, yeah. taming her hair and, like, toning everything down yeah. so that she'd be considered pretty. And she's I'm, like, 15. Like, she could be doing that. Do we need to change the appearance of a 15-year-old? Like, we don't need to change the appearance of anyone, but let alone a child. Like, she's literally still a child. Yeah. That makes me a little bit sad. I mean, we all love the makeover scene, but, yeah. you know, at the same time, it's like, she shouldn't really have had to go through that transformation to, like, be confident in herself. No. It's like we were talking about it with the Clueless one. Um, and, like, yeah, makeovers were just such a, like, stock thing. Like, every kind of mm. movie geared towards kind of teenage girls, like, had a makeover in it between 1990 and 2015. Like, yeah. I think they've started to tone them down now because it's kind of people kind of see through them and it's like uh, why just why do all women have to change themselves to be successful <laughs> like, well exactly or to like fit yeah. in or to be popular or whatever it's, yeah, like, it's like change yourself to look more kind of conventionally attractive and then your life yeah. will be a success it's not it's not a great message to give to children no it's really yeah. not do you know what's another um running theme that i noticed in this which is similar to clueless is that they have this debate class <laughs> where they have to like argue a point and I'm like that definitely never happened in British high oh my school God, no. I did not have that Imagine the horror I would have died I would have had a panic attack and just not gone to school for a week I mean like, I would have bathed just like me absolutely fuck that <laughs> like doing that at, like 15 when you're so self-conscious and like I know American high school is absolutely brutal yeah like looking at it in these films I mean I know it's not like a realistic <laughs> version of like what actually happens in schools but I'm like oh it's so it's so grim it's so like survival of the fittest like yeah. be tough or be eaten kind of thing <laughs> <It's> horrible <laughs> no, <it> is, <laughs> I do love the debate class scene though where she runs off to be sick and then Lana goes cover the tuba <laughs> I didn't catch that <laughs> like the tuba in the corner oh lana is awful i hate her so much she's terrible yeah i remember hating her in the books as well she's called like lana weinberger no she's not good it's a great scene when she gets coned and then the teachers just don't give a fuck they're like (laughs) lana got coned lana got coned (laughs) no she's awful so good also like you know josh is supposed to be kind of the heartthrob of the movie oh don't he's so greasy he is disgusting. Oh. Also, like the beach bit where he takes a sailing and stuff, he literally looks like a 45 year old man. Yes. And he comes back in his like boat shoes and his like polo shirt. And it's I'm like, white. oh, grim. Yeah. I just can't get a female gel that's in his hair. Like, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not. No. Like, this is the thing. None of the romantic leads in this film like are remotely doing it no. for me. But, you know, that that's the thing. I don't actually care about the romantic storylines. Like, yeah, this there's so much in this movie for me that I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, at least it wasn't, <laughs> like, it wasn't pushed as kind of the main storyline. That's what's kind of disappointing yeah. about the second film. I mean, we'll get onto this later. But we, like, I mean, we decided to just kind of pretend for the purpose of this <laughs> that the second film didn't happen. But it kind of that's why it kind of annoys me in the second film that the whole focus of it is like her finding a husband it's just like oh, 21 why yeah like, i know and yeah it's just so against the books it's like a completely different story whatever that maybe it doesn't exist it doesn't matter <laughs> it didn't happen just erased from the history books <laughs> oh. 
do you know what's really cool is I think the bit where she's working at the climbing wall and that's never mentioned again later yeah but I'm like that's such a cool job and it kind of really fits with her vibe and I think that's where she's really comfortable and like confident is when she's at the at the climbing wall yeah no, that's so true I didn't really remember that from the books so I don't know if they put that in here yeah I don't it's actually a really kind of random detail to include in the movie um, yeah but I really like it like it fits with her whole kind of aesthetic doesn't it I think she was always cool like mm. and she had a mustang like that's very and all cool that stuff I'm like she's actually a very cool person and like she didn't need any of this stuff to make her feel comfortable with herself or like feel cool no I do I do find it quite sickening though that she calls the car baby like why are we making this oh thing? yeah yeah, that's one thing that I'm not on board with. You know, something that I don't understand, like why are they trying to make the M&Ms such a big thing? <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to make the M&Ms a thing. Like it feels forced. Like why are they on the keyboard? It doesn't make any sense. Like just eat your M&Ms like a normal person. That The M&Ms on the keyboard, absolutely baffling. Like, baffling? <laughs> so baffling did you just do it so that when she was saying sorry she could put the m&ms on the pizza and it'd be like a thing that you have together it's like is that nothing else yeah well yeah because m and m michael and mia oh my god fuck i didn't even see that <laughs> i think maybe that's a thing from the books i can't remember because that really rings a bell to me like m and m okay but fine yeah. that makes a bit more sense <laughs> still don't know why they have to be on the keyboard yeah so it really made me laugh it's like you know when she first meets her grandmother and she says to her do you know or like have you ever heard of Philippe Christophe Rinaldi or whatever and she's like no (laughs) I'm like you don't know your dad's name name, like (laughs) it's so weird I I, that kind of feels like a plot hole because it's like she knows so she's saying her dad's always sent her like birthday presents every year so she knows he's yeah. alive but, mm-hmm. but they've never met but like what like is she not being like to her mom like why doesn't he want to meet me they just like I never know. discuss it she's like he's sending me gifts every year like I for some reason going into it I kind of thought he'd been dead for ages so it like mm-hmm. wasn't I don't know but no, he's literally died like two months ago because there's that point where yeah. she's like sorry I'm just a bit like still sad about my dad dying and Lily's like what it's been two months you're not over it yet <laughs> So, so yeah that seems very strange that she never would have asked like why isn't he gonna come see me like he sends me presents yeah. every year I'm now 15. do you think that's a bit of a bit of a plot hole and I don't really get why they decided to make the dad dead in the in the movie it's when he's not in the book I read I read about this because in the book he has testicular cancer that's right and Disney decided that was like too much of an adult theme to deal with so they just killed him instead mm. <laughs> so like you know the death of the dad is much less traumatic than him having an illness yeah <laughs> maybe they just didn't want to mention testicles yeah <laughs> in front of the children they could have given him a different type yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know disney make a lot of weird decisions like that that's very frustrating and annoying no. like what they think children shouldn't know yeah and it's you know we all read Jacqueline Wilson books when we were little we've all been traumatized yeah oh god what was the one the really traumatic one about Vicky oh Vicky Vicky's when the best friend gets hit by a car and then she follows her around for the rest of the book as an angel oh fucking hell (laughs) so grim (laughs) oh they were good lessons oh yeah I mean (laughs) gave us a it was a perspective on the world we wouldn't have had. I remember going to Cheltenham and getting Jacqueline Wilson to sign one of my books. 
oh no I went to a shopping center in London somewhere to try and do the same and then the queue was so long that we had to leave but I went into the shop and like looked at her from afar I'm so jealous that you got to meet her oh my god (laughs) wow yeah I mean yeah it's pretty cool I also got holes signed by Louis Sasha (laughs) no way that's amazing yeah yeah that's so cool just a massive celebrity (laughs) chaser when I was 10 (laughs) I really want to talk about Joe. Oh, I love Joe. I'm obsessed with Joe. I love him so much. It's just a bit where she's like, Can I call you like Joey? And he's like, No, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. <sighs> so good. He literally looks like he's out of the Matrix. Yeah. Like he's like a leather coat and glasses. What's that reference? Lily's like, Has anyone ever told you you look like Shaq or something? Yeah, Shaft. Shaft. And then I looked up and like Shaft was definitely black. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I don't know if that was a, a good comparison to make. <laughs> I think he's a detective show or something, Shaft. Okay, maybe it's more his vibe. I love his line about the, the uh, pantyhose when he's like, I've never put on pantyhose before, but it sounds dangerous. <laughs> I also love the line where he's bought her some shoes and then he's like it's a strange town San Francisco when I bought these pumps they asked me if I wanted them wrapped or if I wanted to wear them <laughs> <laughs> so good he's full of the lines yeah another minor character that I love is the weird neighbor yeah I think he's called Mr. Robitussin talking about himself in the third person yeah and the you know when he's like He's trying to come up with like poetic like lines or something for something he's writing and then he just goes i can't believe i won an emmy yeah. <laughs> he's such a good minor character he's a great character because yeah you can like that line is so revealing you're like oh okay i know who this person is <laughs> it's just super sour yeah failed hollywood screenwriter or something <laughs> yeah or another underrated character is jeremiah oh like Love lily's jeremiah. friend yeah, Magician. like the redhead kid that does the magic. He's great. <laughs> he is great. Also, how does Lily have a TV show? Like, what? I know. So this was a thing in the books as well, I remember. Shut up and listen. Yeah, great name. <laughs> oh, we should have called the podcast that. Oh, yeah, we should. <laughs> Joe, I love, though, the bit where she says, I just found out that my show only reaches 12 people. And I was yeah. like, oh, babe, can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, we got 50 listeners in the first episode. Hey, shout out to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just don't understand like what the what that would involve. Like, do our parents know know someone? Is this nepotism? (laughs) Like, are they paying to do this? Was this just early TV where there was what just not enough shows to fill the hours? (laughs) Like it was only (laughs) 2001. I just it's cable TV, so that's different to satellite TV, right? Oh god, I don't know the difference. I thought cable's just what Americans call like Sky. Oh, that could be wrong. Absolutely <laughs> no clue. Oh my god, can we talk about the scene where she goes into the mechanic shop to get her car fixed, and mm-hmm. Michael's playing with his band? Yeah, that's the Eminem's. I mean, yeah, that's Eminem scene. So, like, we all have a boy in a band, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but. The thing that I find absolutely hilarious is like one of my favorite bits in the film is when there's those girls like watching them play, and then she goes, "He can play guitar, he fixes cars, and he can sing. He is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Oh. 
It's cringe. It's cringe. And then her friend goes, yeah, he's wicked sweet. Wicked sweet. That's it. I was like, what? Oh, it's never a normal <laughs> thing to say, was it? It's so bad. But I love it. I also find it confusing because they make it look like they're talking about Michael, but then they say he plays guitar. So I'm like, are they talking about the guy playing guitar? Oh, no, you're right. Because Michael's playing the keyboard. Yeah. Oh, no, poor Michael. I always I assumed that was about Michael. <laughs> and then, like, in a later bit, when Michael then goes over to Mia, you see the girls talking to the guy who was playing the guitar. Oh, I'm like, wait, why did you no. make that so confusing, like, with the filming? What are you trying to do? <laughs> oh, I always thought they were talking about Michael. That's, like, literally what it seems like. But when you listen as close as me... <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh no poor Mike okay I feel a bit bad for Michael now because I thought at least like even if I'm not a fan of him maybe he's got some other like someone else <laughs> yeah it's fine oh. mirrors I mean he's a lovely boy he's a lovely boy <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a nice lad <laughs> he's just not you know a big crush for me yeah nah it's fine there is no there's no crushes in this movie apart from fat Louis big time and also a little bit joe <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, let's not lie if i had to choose also yeah kind of the teacher a little bit you oh, know yeah. what her mum goes out with he's all right that's not bad. That's not bad. that was also a way bigger of a storyline in the books yeah i think the mum's kind of a dick about about the teacher because you know there's that bit where she's like oh i can't do anything right can i and i'm like well dating her teacher is a massive dick move yeah there's other men can you imagine? Like yeah, that would be shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who else is one of my absolute favorite characters in this? Is Paolo Putanesca. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he's not really Italian. I don't know what was going on with his accent. It was very confusing. Such a bad accent, isn't it? I thought it was insane when he's like, "Where's the princess?" and then he sees Mia, and he literally screams. He's like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> so oh, harsh. <laughs> I love it when he's like, you broke my brush. <laughs> <laughs> also, after the makeover, I feel like she looks way older. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's like, she literally looks 25. <laughs> well, they like put makeup on her and stuff. I don't think she was really wearing any before. Yeah. Do we know how old Anna Hathaway was when she made this movie? She was 17, so she was... Whoa! Younger. Yeah. Oh, God, do you want to know something depressing I read? Apparently, the director mm. told Anna Hathaway to put some weight on for the role so she looked more like a full-figured role model like what so that is apparently her with some weight on and a full-figure role model it's like jesus christ like she's still so slim like what the fuck oh god there's another depressing fact from some men in hollywood yeah (laughs) put it in the list with all the others (laughs) also she was like way down the list of um i don't I won't even read the list out because it's so long but the role of Mia was offered to like 30 people before really? she got it yeah so not because I think this was like her first kind of big role so it was offered to loads of like established actresses like absolutely loads I was like wow. Eva Mendes Christian Dunst um wow there was actually loads but I can't think of any of them now <laughs> like Jessica Biel Jessica Alba like just basically all the oh Reese Witherspoon just like everyone you can think of that was already famous kind of in the 90s. I can't imagine any of those actresses doing it. Yeah, because she was unknown at the time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one of my favourite lines, which is like completely forgettable, is when Mia, <laughs> at the very beginning, um, Lily's like, how are you doing? And she's like, oh, somebody sat on me again. 
<laughs> so good. <laughs> I guess it's like a really clumsy way of trying to show that she's like an invisible person, but I just love it. Yeah, no, it's good though. Really Imagine someone that. accidentally sitting on you because they just don't see you. <laughs> like, does that happen in real oh, life? babes, Lily. <laughs> I'll say my other favourite line is, goodbye trolley people. <laughs> yeah, that scene is amazing when she uh, crashes into the trolley and she knights the uh, the trolley driver and the policeman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Order fun. of the Rose. Yeah, Genovian Order of the Rose. Uh-huh. we talk about how stressful it is when mia um tells like three different people that she'll be in um three different places on uh on the saturday night yeah like i hate it so much when people double book themselves in films and you know when you can you watch it happening and you're like but you've already agreed to do something else on that night what are you gonna do i know <laughs> it's because it stresses me out so much in my own life when that happens I yeah. don't remember this whole storyline of her running away. I just completely forgot that happened. No, and she's like, we're going to Colorado to climb some real rocks. <laughs> I was like, okay. You're 15 and you don't even have a driving license. Yeah. I don't know if you have any money. I mean, I know you're royalty, but I don't know if you've been given any of that yet. Just sell her Fabergé carousel or whatever that her dad gifted to her. I love the bit where she gives her the locket at the beginning and then she just like shoves it in her bag. Yeah, she's like, don't give a shit. Clarice's face is like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> also, another locket. I told you this is a theme. Yeah, it's a, it's a theme. <laughs> Lockets. But she never opens it, which I find weird, right? She does too, because it's like to unlock the diary, she has to open it and like, oh, stick it that's in, the, right. in the thing. One of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is like the dinner that she has with all the like foreign dignitaries oh my god yes it's such a great scene in great detail um i love all the like caricatures of like you know the scottish guy and like yeah yeah the guy that sat, sat next to the grandmother that just is like no so <laughs> yeah that's like literally one of my favorite bits where she's like oh would you like to see the pictures of the children it's just like nah <laughs> relatable so relatable yeah. <laughs> um i love that the scottish man gets like a picture of his kids out of his sporran <laughs> oh my god is that is that the correct vocab sporran? yeah I, I had to look it up and check but it's the little pouch that they have on the on the kilt it's like a little purse oh yeah also the scottish woman he's like his wife and she's like yes i was involved in a feminist group called tarts for tartan <laughs> i actually didn't get that so good <laughs> i love it oh, so much. <laughs> i love the people sitting next to me who are like so supportive that they do the whole like brain freeze oh, thing yeah. with her because they're like just do what the princess does <laughs> yeah She's not the prime minister of Genovia. Is it? Oh. I think so, yeah. I love so that. Nice. Um, I always thought that bright green like ice cream that she has looks so tasty. Or is it like sorbet? I don't know. I think it's like a palate cleanser. So is like it a like a mint sorbet or something? It does look gorgeous though. It looks really good. Like bright, so bright green. <laughs> yeah, it is so stressful. The the amount that she puts in her mouth though. You're yeah. like, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. see where this is going. Obviously you're going to get brain freeze, you idiot. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I love the um, 
the people having a fight at the table as well and then one of them just gets them and storms off <laughs> you know so the guy there's like a couple having a massive argument and then he's like oh fine i'm leaving and then he gets up and walks off and that's when she trips over him and oh, the yeah. whole thing goes wrong yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good also got another fact mm. um you know when she like is doing when she smashes the glass like she's trying to do it for the speech yeah and then the waiters like it happens all the time yeah. apparently so the guy who directed this movie also directed pretty woman oh you're full of the facts today <laughs> i know i just uh just read the whole of imbd before we recorded this uh but there's a guy in pretty woman you know when julia roberts is like eating the snails and then one flicks across the room yeah. and then a waiter is like happens all the time it's the same actor oh that's amazing <laughs> what a fact Oh, we should also watch Pretty Woman again because that was great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite sequences after this, which ends with the trolley, the trolley scene, but it starts with Mia and um and Julie Andrews going down to the pier, having some fun together. For a corn dog. Yeah, absolutely love it. I think um that's what that's where the San Francisco setting really works as well, because they've got like the vintage yeah. pier and all the arcade games mm. and stuff so funny and like i just think julie andrews arm wrestling like a machine is so good yeah like, this film is a gift to us all she says he looks like someone as well she's like that looks like your cousin clarice oh, yeah. i mean i made that name up but i love it yeah <laughs> i love the uh yeah the corn dogs is a great moment as well and she's like oh this is delicious yeah on her face when she goes to get another one yeah. it's like oh <laughs> so good uh also when when she does crash into the trolley and um the nuns call uh call 911 and then she says i've been put on hold and then the other nun goes oh for the love of god (laughs) such a classic moment it's so great i just love like that whole sequence like how manipulative um julie andrews is yeah she's so good (laughs) i mean clarice yeah just talks away and have everything she really does and i love that the two guys are at the scene at the end and they wave to her are they the oh my god i did not notice that you're so much more observant than me <laughs> so they get invited to that like big that huge dinner that's brilliant um, there's so many tiny little like moments that in this film that are just great what are your thoughts on the, the beach beach party scene Oh, the beach party scene. Well, how many horrible things can you do to a teenage girl in one scene? Oh, it's so horrible, oh, isn't surprise. it? It's really hard to watch. It's honestly horrible to watch. You're like, this is abusive. Like, we're supposed to find the whole thing funny. And even, like, the whole, like, surprise kiss thing. There's so many, like, surprise kisses in movies. Mm. And it's like, I mean, that's literally assault. Like, she didn't didn't consent to that and she literally had to hit him yeah to, him to get off her like that's not the fact that he just like sticks his tongue down her throat you know and that's her first kiss like that makes me sad yeah really sad bless her oh it's so awful and then like yeah if that wasn't bad enough they then lana and the posse oh. and, and the paparazzi around it's like oh it's just horrible it's like, literally so gross i know we're not supposed to think it's good but it's no but like it's unnecessary why did we have to have that scene it's also like yeah it's it's just even worse than it needed to be i hate that the grandma is like angry about it i know she's literally being slut shamed and she didn't do anything wrong yeah she's been slut shamed and violated and like it's 
at least Joe stands up for her though. And then oh she yeah, Joe is the one so. always. <laughs> Joe's the best character. He is. He is. He's the untold hero. <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. I also really hate Lana's like performance that she does in the song. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Stupid Cupid. <laughs> oh, the sound is like Cupid. I know. Uh. She's just uh, no. Lana can get in the bin. Just a get in the bin. Get in the bin. <laughs> just a really bad character. No. Not good, not good. She is, but I also like that she kind of ends up alone as well. Like she doesn't she doesn't get back together with, with Josh or like, you know, mm. he doesn't get redeemed at all. Like I mean they deserve each other. Oh yeah, they do. But like she won't even go out for them at that point. <laughs> like he's yeah after what he's done. And he gets hit with the baseball, which is a satisfying scene. Oh, that was a great one. <laughs> she whacks him in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, I didn't think of this earlier, but you know when she gets the makeover done, does her hair get like chemically straightened or something? Because I'm like, it stays straight for the rest of the movie and like they don't ever show her straightening it. So I'm like... I guess that's what we're supposed to think. Because in reality, she was wearing like a hairpiece in the early scene. Yeah. And then they just take it out and that's that's um, Anne Hathaway's hair. Like, But yeah, I guess we're supposed to think they just chemically straightened it yeah oh that's, <laughs> that's yeah. the only real answer yeah i also read that it took an hour each day to put anne hathaway's eyebrows on oh pre-makeover because <laughs> like individual hairs were glued on what i mean they look really yeah. realistic i didn't even realize they were they were fake prosthetic eyebrows i know <laughs> i mean give them forward a little bit now but yeah i don't really have as much to say until the scene at the end where she goes to the big the big gathering and you know it's her big moment where she finally decides to to become a princess and take on the responsibility and uh a little (laughs) I don't know if this guy is famous or what but there's this guy that's like on the way in he's being interviewed by the tv reporters and they're like do you think it's gonna rain and he goes it never comes down on Willie Brown I know (laughs) I love it so much that that must be like a celebrity cameo because it's just I don't know who he is. I also love the fact that they just decided Genovia was going to be like big on pears and there's loads of random (laughs) pear references. At the start and then she's like, you've got some fruit in your flowers. I know. And then at the first dinner party, when it's just like going around the table, you just hear a snippet of a conversation when a woman's like, so how's the pear market in Genovia? And someone's like, oh, it's always great. (laughs) Like, what? There's also a pear juggler at the the event at the end. (laughs) I just (laughs) looked it up and Willie Brown was the mayor of San Francisco. Shit. Okay. That makes sense. He was the first African-American mayor of San Francisco. And yeah, he was like a politician of the California California State Assembly. Great cameo. Willie Willie Brown. Yeah, he's a great cameo. (laughs) And it never rains when he's around, so. (laughs) But then it does start pissing it down. So Willie Brown, you're a liar. Yeah. (laughs) so random line that i wrote down which i love is you just hear it over the school like stereo thing um and it's Mm -hmm. like will will the feng shui club please stop rearranging the tables on the lawn (laughs) yes absolutely love it we didn't have one of those at school did we like a speaker what a feng shui club well well, i know definitely didn't have one of them (laughs) definitely didn't have one of those (laughs) a speaker where you like people just made announcements Mm -mm. no okay no, I don't think so. Yes, oh, very, very American. Yeah. I've written down this line and I can't remember who says it, but it's, you bet your life, you big, tall string bean. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Do you remember who that is? Who says that, remember. though? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> 
you big tall string bean <laughs> i love the genovian national anthem yeah i literally wrote down i prefer the genovian national anthem to england's national anthem yeah and when i had the subtitles on um I actually noticed some stuff that I never noticed before. Like, I think oh. I always thought the lyrics to the Genovia National Anthem was forever will your man await, <laughs> which now sounds really stupid because I'm like, is Genovia meant to be like a beautiful woman in this scenario? But it's forever will your banner wave, like your flag, uh, I think. That makes more sense. Uh, yeah, the speech. The speech is lovely, you know. She's like, she's taken in ship. She's becoming confident in herself. Yeah, exactly. And maybe it's kind of redeeming for the makeover because it's like, well, when it comes to it, like she's just being herself anyway. And she's like reined on and in a tracksuit. And like, so maybe it's like, well, we didn't even need the makeover, did we? <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of love that. The, the, the point where she's being her most true authentic self, she actually has yeah. just reverted to like her natural state, which is like <laughs> sopping wet and <laughs> looking not yeah. mess. But then she does get her glow up when she comes out in her in her bun and her yeah. dress and she looks great. I mean she always looks great. She's Anne Hathaway. Like she's beautiful. But you know who doesn't look so so great is uh is Michael. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hair, the hair. I know. I know we were complaining about it being in his face, but I do think it's actually worse when it's pushed back also he has like massive sideburns and it just like gives me massive werewolf vibes and I can't explain yeah, why oh, werewolf. okay no I totally get it because I put down I think he looks like a skunk and I don't know why <laughs> but like werewolf makes more Some sense kind of creature like honestly like he does he literally looks like he's about to sprout fangs and just like howl at the moon <laughs> oh my god yeah, oh, I think it's just the, the quiff and like yeah, the sideburns are just way too big for a 17-year-old. <laughs> and it's, oh, I feel really bad. But you know, when he's like, why me? I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh poor Michael. I feel so guilty now. I also feel like he must only have about five lines in this movie. Mm. I feel like he's, because whenever he's in the scene, he's just like in the corner, like creepily playing a fucking <laughs> I know, and just giving her side eye from the corner yeah, of the room. Yeah, and just like, waggling his eyebrows yeah. like what just <laughs> no yeah he's not yeah I mean we'll stop we'll stop being so harsh to Michael now but yeah yeah we're being very mean to him but I just feel like they didn't give us enough to like him yeah like I liked him in the books but I mean they just didn't you mm, know, I think yeah they didn't build up his character enough he was just like this person yeah. lurking in the background <laughs> like slightly creepily they really didn't set up enough because I remember the point where he asks her to like go over on the Saturday and she's like what it's like a date and mm. I was like what like why would you even think that because like that's not been that's not been set up as that vibe at all no it's just been set up as like they barely know each other or like or like yeah he's it's, it's just her best friend's brother yeah oh I mean they didn't really set that up no. well but... do you know what I love is Lily's dress in the final scene like when she goes yeah. to the event I think Lily looks great like her um she she's does. got that her dress actually looks very similar to the dress in the parent trap that the, the mum wears it's got those very thin like spaghetti straps oh, yeah. and then like the really straight kind of mm-hmm. tight dress I think it looks really nice that's really good and she also I love the line when Mia comes in and then she looks at Jeremiah and she's like oh, why didn't we wear what she's wearing we look like idiots yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do Lily and Jeremiah get together at the end I don't think they specify do they I mean she called him her date oh that's true but I mean it's cute yeah that's kind of all we got from it yeah a cute couple 
Oh, I love the end song so much. Yeah. I read that to um, get everyone dancing in that scene, they were playing like a prayer. <laughs> and they put that song right. over the top. That's great. And apparently it took like loads of cuts to make it work because you could just hear like see people mouthing lyrics to, like a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh my gosh. So much great. Can't resist Madonna. Love it so much. Oh, what a film. What a wild ride. What a film. Oh, it's so great. Um, like it's great. So the second one was made quite a long time afterwards, wasn't it? I think it was a few years. Because yeah. I was reading, I was on Anne Hathaway's Wikipedia, <laughs> and I think she'd done a few movies. She'd also done like Ella Enchanted, yeah. and then something else with the princess. And apparently, she had to be convinced to do the second one because she thought she was being typecast as like <laughs> as a princess, kind of children princessy type roles. Um, she's been successful since. She's been fine. <laughs> oh, I think yeah, she's done pretty well for herself she's great yeah so for, to wrap up what is your what is your life lesson do you think for this movie I mean not to be sarcastic again but basically <laughs> it's the, anyone can be a princess if you're hot enough after you have a makeover and that's yep. it really <laughs> and you have to still look pretty good even when you're soaked through the rain and have no makeup on yeah. like you, be- you basically have to be naturally beautiful and beautiful with loads mm-hmm. of makeup on i mean yeah makeup makeovers in these movies only work if you're already like very good looking yeah like in she's all that is like the most ridiculous makeover <laughs> just like take off her glasses and like oh my god <laughs> it's not like they're working with nothing you know (laughs) but yeah I do think there is there is a message of like you can still come from whatever background or like you don't have to be you can kind of be just like a normal person but you can still Mm. ascend to like greatness and you just have to like own yourself and like be yeah I mean a normal person with like a million dollar ex (laughs) house who goes to a private school yeah (laughs) I know right yeah (laughs) But no, obviously that isn't supposed to be what the moral is. And yeah, I suppose they're saying like she doesn't fully have to kind of change herself. And yeah. she's pretty impressive for a 15-year-old. She is. I mean, she's okay. great. She's like, I definitely aspired to be like her when I was a kid. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Same. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, best fashion moment. Oh. <laughs> I Honestly, I was trying to think about this and like, I mean, apart from the amazing dress at the end, I mean, they're mostly in their school uniforms, so we don't really get, like, many fashion moments, apart from I love it when she's getting ready for the beach and she's like, I look like an asparagus. <laughs> it's yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's not a hugely fashion, you know, fashion-based yeah, movie. Yeah, it's not really the centre of the movie. Yeah, no, I do fine. love the dress at the end. I think she looks yeah. great. Yeah, I love Lily's as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that I just dress like Mia's mum. Like, you know, she kind of has like, she has like cami tops and like yeah. baggy trousers, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of my it's vibe. Like traveling vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but I don't think there were really any fashion like disasters in this movie either. No, it's not like the fashion is a lot less crazy than like Clueless, for example. Like, yeah, and like some of the hairstyles are kind of crazy, but I love them. Like Lily oh, got loads of Lily has clips. some crazy hairs. <laughs> just bubbles on the top of her head but I can't yeah yeah no it's it's a it's of an era it is of an era (laughs) definitely what's your single favorite moment 
I mean but you can do you can do scene and then you can do like a really specific moment because I have one of them <laughs> oh okay I mean yeah I think as I said like that that dinner scene I think is great start to finish yeah. as just like a set piece like the you know it's that classic thing of like mayhem and just like everything going wrong like mm-hmm. we've uh like we've said you know booby traps and stuff it's yeah. almost like that kind of oh, scene isn't it, it is and great. like it's just the mayhem unfolding I love also I liked um when she sets something on fire briefly <laughs> because I once did that so that happens I mean I once set fire to my own hair in a restaurant so oh my god I've done that too <laughs> fuck I've set things on fire twice oh, and they were both this is why we're destined to be friends <laughs> I set a napkin on fire in the anyapam anyapam I can never say that right so, <laughs> classic it's the nicest restaurant in Melbourne I lent my chair back when I was in a restaurant in France and there was a candle on the table behind me which I didn't realize my hair was quite long at the oh, time no. dangled into the candle I smelled some burning, <laughs> like, like. Was that like a full flame? Oh yeah, like my hair was alight, but I just threw my head forward, like on instinct, and like the weight of my hair put out the flame. It's pretty thick. Because <laughs> so much hair, it's really thick. It was really long back then as well, so I just oh, put it Jesus. out. It was like it was like putting a fire blanket on myself, but yeah, it worked. But I had a really like singed bit of hair for. A- no for a day but then I could just cut it off <laughs> oh fuck it was bad times I set my hair on fire on my dad's wedding and I was <laughs> amazing it's actually a, quite dramatic because we were in the church and like I was taking all the pictures at the wedding oh um, this wasn't like at the reception this was like no, during the actual like wedding during the ceremony <laughs> apparently I was qualified to be the photographer for the wedding because I was doing a-level art at the time uh, <laughs> oh my god amazing so I was like leaning in I was actually taking the picture of them like signing the piece of paper and my hair mm. just like went into this candle and set fire and like literally someone else told me they shouted at me like from the fucking pews or whatever you call them oh my god <laughs> I was like your hair's on fire and I was like fuck <laughs> middle of the church <laughs> uh, oh, and you probably had like a shit ton of hairspray on as exactly well, you always do at those events <laughs> yeah it all happened very quick but then it was done oh and it was God. fine and we moved on <laughs> <laughs> so you know Mia's experience is very relatable mm, very very yeah so that would also be my favorite scene <laughs> oh that's a great one what was your favorite specific moment uh, my favorite specific moment is quite a small bit that you might have missed but it's when <laughs> when um Clarice comes over um to their house and they're like Mia's up the thing like sulking and she comes into her bedroom and then <laughs> her mum's like oh you can sit on the bed if you want like make yourself comfortable and then fat Louie just hisses at her and goes <laughs> and then <laughs> that's, that's my favorite moment <laughs> love it so good oh do you know one of my favorite things which I was forgetting about is like the relationship between Clarice and Joe and like how they kind of fancy each other yeah wearing black for too long yeah (laughs) I love the bit where they're like slow dancing together yeah I bet he is like absolutely like such a womanizer (gasps) oh my god do you know what I just made the connection he's her bodyguard and Whitney Houston <gasps> produced the film and she's in the bodyguard oh my god there's so many connections I gotta go <laughs> I mean that's no, definitely bullshit but anyway <laughs> 
There is like loads of weird connections like that though, because I was uh, reading them all on mm. IMDb as I've mentioned seventy-five times. But <laughs> wait, IMDb, not IMBD. <laughs> is this like <laughs> wait, IMBD? Is it? Is Internet Movie Database is DB? Oh fuck! Is this not what you were saying that you thought this was? No. Oh, someone was what? telling me. I can't remember who was telling me this recently. They thought it was BD, which made no sense because it's database. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Your life's been a lie. <laughs> great movie. Such a great movie. Like, it's, yeah, it's one of my all time faves. Absolutely mm-hmm. excellent stuff. Excellent. Excellent yeah. stuff. So, I think we decided what movie we were going to talk about next week but i've already forgotten because i have a memory like a goldfish so if you want to do the honors <laughs> well uh now i'm trying to remember it so i'm just gonna make this sentence as long as i can until i remember what it was oh mean girls mean girls <laughs> so get excited we're gonna we're gonna be diving into that one and it's gonna be great absolutely classic oh, it's one of the best get ready for gretchen <laughs> gretchen wieners oh <laughs> see you guys next week follow us on instagram at nostalgia fix podcast and twitter at nostalgia fix pod that's right yeah (laughs) or you can email us at nostalgia fix podcast at gmail.com and please rate review subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and we'll see you next time